everybody. The SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. And everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs. And that includes them being a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to the SWP. It's for Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. It's a show chock full of discussion about sports and whatever. Steve and Jimmy back again for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. Coming up today, send showing support for Ukraine. Josh Norris is back. Ukraine's asking Canada to ban all Russian athletes. For the first time in 27 years, baseball's losing regular season games due to a work stoppage. And a whole lot more. Or maybe not much more. I don't know. We might not even get what I told you into the show. It's crammed, though. Welcome to it. It's Steve and Jimmy again. James, final day in Florida, I understand. Yeah, Stevie. Na, 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 na. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Lots it's, to look uh, forward to back in Edmo. Oh, yeah. All kinds of things to look forward to back in Edmo. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> uh, you know, great, great trip. Uh, you know, love getting love getting away. It's been a, it's been I don't know several years since I got got south, but uh, all good, all good. Did you see the yeah. video of the alligator? Did yeah, you said you said that to me. Yeah, we uh, it, it was the biggest. I mean, I mean, if if you told me that was on some National Geographic video, I would have said, "Wow, that's big even for that." But for yeah. a golf course, holy moly! Why don't they take that thing away? Well, they never see it move. That that was a big thing, you know. I've I've been here four or five times, you know, in over my life, uh, and you see it, you see it sitting on the banks of one of the bodies of water that are, that are yeah. several, and then to see the thing crawl up the rock, and then kind of stretch out and begin to walk across the fairway, uh, six hundred pounds, sixteen feet, jeez, ninety years old. I said, well, what's to be worried about that? And, um, <laughs> and the guy said, well, the teeth, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> might, might be. Uh, the fact it can outrun you still, Stevie, at 90, you know. Uh, so Yeah, they're sneaky uh, fast for sure. That guy just looked like he wanted to get a tan or something. Just, just plopped himself down for a nap in the middle of the fairway. It's the same reason my cat just goes from one room to the other for no apparent reason and just sort of looks around and then f- falls asleep. This, yeah. this alligator didn't seem like because when he came out of the water and he showed this video to me, it's like, oh, he's going to eat Jimmy. Oh no, yeah, he's, he's gonna, going after he's Jim. Gonna, but no, he just yeah. wandered into the middle of the fairway and went back to sleep. Yeah, he's gonna gonna eat uh, a golf cart. Yeah, he's just gonna <laughs> lock his jaws around that. So uh, anyway, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. So uh, back in Dodge, back in Dodge later tonight. Not likely <laughs> to be any gators. <laughs> oh dear, that's a shame. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. 
Um, well, it's March now. At least uh, we're on the home stretch inside three weeks away from, I guess, the official start of spring. But it's Canada, March 21st. It doesn't, doesn't usually equate to warm weather. We're going up to plus 12 in Ottawa this weekend, though, so that'll be nice. Lovely. Lovely. Yes, yes. Uh, like I say, lots to get to today. And uh, one of the interesting things here in Ottawa, uh, of course, everything, all eyes on Ukraine right now. And the Ottawa Senators, I'd forgotten this, that uh, Eugene Melnick, the owner of the team, is a proud Ukrainian. And both his parents were born there. And so he's all in on supporting Ukraine. And so he's basically, for every Sens game the rest of the year, I guess, uh, they're going to play the Ukraine anthem along with the Canadian and U.S. anthems. That's for the rest of the season. Uh, they're going to give up a whole bunch of the Sens Community Foundation 50-50 draw dough. They're going to give that to uh, to help out with humanitarian and medical assistance to Ukraine. They're going to work with the community here in town to find ways in which the CTC is going to be a drop-off point to collect all kinds of donations, clothing, medical supplies, and anything anybody in Ukraine needs. So, yeah, I, re- I read the uh, statement yesterday, and um, I, I saw a bunch of comments before I read it, you know, and I said, what's going on here with with Melnick, that everyone's good on you, well done. Uh, and so you, when you read the first couple, you're going, okay, this is obviously dripping in sarcasm about some goofy move that the guy made, and then, of course, it's not. No. And, uh, you know, when, when 9-11 happened, you know, people were in shock, just just like this thing. You know, it was wartime. That was terrorism, and and people just didn't know what to do. And uh, you know, pe- people started looking towards the celebrity uh, world and asking for help. You know, how how do we help out? How do I help out? How do you help out? Uh, you know, this is a great example of what to do by by Melnick. Uh, you know, get, giving money recognizing it and then what kicked it off for 9-11 was I think Rosie O'Donnell stepped up and gave a million dollars I seem to remember and then it just dominoed uh, into many many people stepping up and doing it so Melnick doing this uh, you know is going to hopefully will have that same effect there's a gripping gripping video a three-minute video I don't know if you saw it or not of a Ukrainian-born, uh, either congresswoman or senate or, or um, member, you know, polit- politician in the states, uh, who's from there, and it's just awful to hear what she had to say. Uh, she really well spoken through the tears, and it was, you know, there people don't understand that it's it's just a barrage of of bombing that's going on right. there, and and up to that point, you know, I thought. Okay, every once in a while they're dropping someone on a vacant building. You know, I, I don't get why he's bombing apartments. Um, and, you know, I thought that's that's all it is. Um, and I don't dismiss what's going on when I say that. And th- that's not the case, you know. That's not the case. They're they're under this freaking, you know, war. War yeah. and, and, you know, him, this siege that he's taking the country by. Um, anyway, she was she was quite... Uh, emotional about it and and went on to say you know th- to, to visa i think and mastercard that these corporations are stepping up to do whatever they can uh, elon musk right had done something 
but she made this plea with the rest of the world saying, what, what can you do? You know, what else can you do for us? And that, and that's how it starts, right? That's how it starts. So well, well done, Eugene Melnick. Yeah. Well done, man. Yeah, for sure. Certainly one of the many great acts of support for Ukraine that you're hearing about right now. Some of them are in sports and some are in other walks of life, like Ryan Reynolds, the actor, said he personally matched donations up to a million bucks. Mayor of Ottawa, he put up street signs yesterday in front of the Russian embassy, and they read, Free Ukraine. There's a bit of irony there, because freeing Ukraine is exactly what Russia, in all their delusions, claims to be doing. And And speaking of delusions, what frightens me about Putin is that he would have known about all these sanctions and, and the criticisms and the support for Ukraine that would be coming. He would have known about all of this. He would have prepared for it and all his people. And, and he's still going ahead with it. And, I mean, all the support is crucial. The sanctions are crucial. You have to push back. But I don't think any of that's truly phasing this guy right now. Here's a guy who's pushing 70. He's been thinking about this for years. And at 70, well, he's not 70, he's like late 60s, but you know, time's not on his side long term. I mean, if he's ever going to take Ukraine back and, and probably wants all the other former Soviet countries back as well, it has to be now. Like, And my point is, I don't think he'll ever willingly back down on this. This is what everybody's hoping for. I don't, I don't think he's ever going to wake up here in the next month and say, oh, dear, you guys are right, you win. I, I think this guy's willing to sacrifice everything and everybody to get what he wants. And uh, that's what keeps me up at night. Well, Condoleezza Rice, who was, I think, as you know, as I looked it up, Secretary of State, uh, and then another gig. Uh, security that, advisor. That she, security advisor. So she came on a couple of days ago, and what she said she was really worried about, because she's met with Putin several times over her career, several times, and... Is Putin insane right now? Um, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. That he's he's maniacal. I've, you know, I, I, I guess that's one of the things you look at. But she said, I'm really worried because he sounds like he's coming, becoming unhinged. And he sounds like he's losing his mind. And she said, I don't recognize that Putin at all, wow. at all. The, and, and I think that becomes worrisome, you know. Uh, I think and, we said, and this was right? a recent conversation. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Wow. She was. She was up a couple of days ago saying that on one of her accounts, I guess. Um, and she said that that frightens her, that the, that this guy's not the same guy uh, that that she knew. And yikes, you know, yeah. yikes when you when you hear that. Um, well, this is his life's work, right? Day. This is this is his identity now. It's not just a job. It's not political office and serving the people. It's what he believes at his core. His life's work. I think at his core, he wants to reunify the Soviet Union, all the Soviet Union states that basically broke away and became part of NATO and, and the European Union. He wants them all back. And he's starting yeah. with, well, he started with Crimea, but he wants, uh, obviously wants Ukraine back now too. And that's that's what concerns me. It's like, I don't think the as much as you have to do them, I feel like none of these sanctions are unexpected to Putin. And I feel like they're not going to work. And I don't know what the end game is for for this whole thing. It's uh, it could go for a while. Yeah, it, and here's here's the winner for me in this thing because he's the 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 president of Ukraine, Zelensky, uh, is no doubt going to go down in history as a heroic war hero. There's right. no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. 
Uh, if you don't know why, uh, just look him up. He's, he stayed in Ukraine. He was offered asylum, and he said no, and he got on camera and said, I'm, I'm staying here with, and fighting with the people and, and the rest of Ukraine, and I will. Uh, you may not see me again. I know they're going to try and kill me, uh, but I will, I will defend our, our nation. And when you see that, you go, okay, who, who amongst us would do that? Okay, right. who amongst us would go, okay. So the reason he becomes the winner, regardless of what happens in, the, in this awful atrocity, is, okay, Putin, why, why, don't you, why don't you go in there with your troops? Why, why, why don't you, you know, yeah. let's fight fair is fair. He's staying with his troops. Why don't you join yours and step across the border, you know? Um which, which of course he never will, you know. But uh, that, that, that to me is, you know, so significant, so significant what this guy's doing. Yeah, no, he's uh, looking at I, people like chess pieces. He's not looking at them as human beings at this stage. He's endangering his own people. He's just a bad guy. Like he's, and 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 I think one thing I'd love to hear the media start doing: stop calling this guy Russian president. Vladimir Putin. Let's let's call him what he is: Russian dictator. Vladimir yeah. Putin. That's what he right. is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get on to some sports talk here. That's again, I, I feel like I, there's there's like a little alarm going off in my head when we go down this road. But how can you not react to all this stuff that's going on? It's uh, it's terrible and and it's affecting everybody in terms of their psyche. But we will get to some sports talk here in just a moment. We want to talk a little bit about your Oilers? They'll be hosting or they're in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. That's a team that uh, has just vowed a big old rebuild. So what does that mean? And your Oilers also did a really cool thing for Duncan Keith in his return to Chicago. We'll get to that coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick, designed to seize the day this beautiful truck is built Ford tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your things. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. And that dashboard touchscreen, by the way, doesn't have to be work. You can also call up the Steve Warren Project podcast. Very simple, very easy, very cool. If you need help navigating through this tough Ottawa housing market, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glen's services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. And for buyers, Glen has the expertise to help you land your dream home while competing with so many other offers. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, call Glen today at glenwalton.com. Okay, quick note on the Sands. They'll be in Florida. That will be a game where they have their hands full once again. The two Sunshine States have been pretty much top five in the NHL overall standings all season long. So big old challenge there. But they do get Josh Norris back from injury. He missed about 15 games with uh, a shoulder injury. Your Oilers, meanwhile, are in Chicago. And a neat moment before Wednesday's practice, James, all the Oilers players and staff Welcome Duncan Keith back to the United Center in Chicago. Of course, he's with the Oilers now. He spent 16 years, though, playing for the Blackhawks, and what a career he had there. 
basically as he walked into the United Center, all the players, trainers, I don't know if the coaches were involved, but pretty much everybody basically put their stick up in the air with the tribute as he walked through um, the hallway lined with Hawks players all the way to the dressing room. I thought that was a pretty cool thing and maybe a, you know, maybe a tradition moving forward, but uh, a nice tribute for Duncan Keith, who will have a special night tonight in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we were talking the other day, Zidane Ochara uh, slipping past Chelios for games played for a defenseman. And, yep. and I don't know, sixth or seventh all time. Yep. Something like that, uh, that he played. And, you know, you, you, you get that record, you get that recognition, but, but you don't get into the hall of fame because of it. You know, um, it may be added to it. I think Stevie, where they say you've got a thousand games and, and a jillion goals or whatever you're, you're going to get in. But so you, so you go, is this significant or not anymore? Right. And then when you see what the Blackhawks did, the players going, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It is, you know, it yeah, is. But this is the Oilers Mark, who did this, by the way. No, I understand that. I, I understand that. So recognizing what Duncan Keith has done in his career yeah. for, you know, 15, 16 years, right. Is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. You know, well, here are the stats. Crazy. Three Stanley Cup titles in Chicago. He was a guy who won two Norris trophies as NHL's top defenseman and a Conn Smythe trophy win as playoff MVP in 2015. So, yeah, he was a massive part of the Chicago Blackhawks core, no doubt about it. But what makes this a little different is that, you know, anytime a player returns home to the place he was a player for many years, they usually do the big tribute video, and I have no doubt the Hawks will do that on Thursday night. This is the first time I've seen the team he's currently on, of which he's only spent you know less than a season. It's the first time I've seen them give a tribute to the guy in the other team's rink. So that was kind of a, a different spin on things, and I wonder if teams will do more of that. As, uh, but there's not many Duncan Keith stories, let's be honest. A guy who's with his... Uh, First team that was not the Chicago Blackhawks after 16 freaking seasons. So it, good for the Oilers, the players and the staff for uh, honoring this guy. Meanwhile, the Chicago Blackhawks are a team that's, uh, and your Oilers are going great, by the way, before I get away from them. Since uh, since firing Dave Tippett, they've gone seven and three. So Jay Woodcroft has been just what the doctor ordered. Though Boy, I, like Jay. I, yeah. Boy, Jay, Jay. Like, like humble I was saying, now, Jay, humble, humble now. <laughs> but like I was saying in a previous episode, uh, one of the strengths of the new coach is that he's not the old one. So that's part of it, I think. But uh, the Oilers are back in a playoff spot. So uh, good for them. Meanwhile, the Hawks, they're in the midst of a rebuild. Duncan Keith is probably glad to be where he is because if he were in Chicago, they'd be looking at moving him now anyway. Um, Basically, the Hawks said, hey, we're in a full rebuild here. They just hired their new GM this week. Um, he's been the interim GM, but Kyle Davidson made it clear they're in a full rebuild. So it makes you wonder what exactly will happen with the other core guys. Obviously, Keith is long gone, but you got a guy like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Um, I don't know if you can do a rebuild without dealing guys like that. At some stage, you have to go, okay, this is a rebuild. We have to we have to take our medicine here and Patrick Kane, man, if somebody could pick him up at the deadline, though the Hawks don't seem that interested in it, I think it's insane not to be interested in doing that. But if some team could pick up a guy like Patrick Kane, what a difference maker he could be down the stretch. I never understood that part of the rebuild. You know, uh, I, I, I guess it has to happen, right? we gotta, we got to move along. We have to, you know, reconstruct the team. 
So what we'd like to do is when, you know, is get, get a mix of, you know, fresh talent uh, and have some really good players. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do, uh, which is the obvious, of course, is we're going to get rid of our best player. <laughs> <laughs> so I never, I never understood it. Right? It's like just what you said, uh, you know, who, uh, wow. Who would, uh, you know, who's, who gets the lottery here and signs Patrick Kane to a deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, well, why is Chicago then letting the guy go? What's, well, the the premise up, is, up with that? yeah, the premise is this, that, that a guy like Kane is in his early 30s. Jonathan Taves, nowhere near a number one center anymore. He's, I don't know, he's got 19 points or something like that. Uh, he's right. been out for a while. I guess he's back tonight for this uh, Oiler game. But someone like Patrick Kane, yeah, you want to keep him around for the next three, four years. But that's how long the rebuild will last. So what's the point? You know, if you do it now, now you can pick up more assets, get this first rounders involved in a Patrick Kane deal. There's no no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So it expedites the rebuild is all. You'd love to have Patrick Kane on your team. Even the, the Hawks would love that too. But you're not going to win a Stanley Cup in Chicago if you enter a rebuild now in the next three, four years. And by the conclusion of that time, in all likelihood, Patrick Kane's skills will have eroded with age and uh, you'll miss you'll have missed out on the window to deal him. That's the theory. Well, I learned something today. There you go. There you go. You know what the most difficult thing in the world is to appreciate right now as a sports fan is that with with everything going on in the world, that the Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners were just unhappy with the kajillions of dollars we're currently making. And so for the first time in 27 years, baseball is going to shut things down. They're going to They've canceled the first week of the season. Um, they started the lockout back in the off season, but nobody cared. Nobody noticed. It was the off season. Now it's crunch time. You know, pitchers and catchers should have been reported by now, but none of it's happening. And now they're at a stage where they said we're canceling the first week of the regular season. Like, is there a more unrelatable problem than what Major League Baseball has got going on right now? Like, fellas. Figure this shit out. Here's what I would think would make more sense, Stevie. If we, you know the season's supposed to kick off, uh, spring training, and if I woke up and and saw a story where the players were taking all of the owners to Disneyland, okay, for a while, <laughs> where the play, players were were crawling on their hands and knees, thank bowing down to these guys, uh, saying, uh, "This is much better than we thought it would be." Okay, this is uh, says me who just signed for twenty four million a year. Yeah, uh, the, me who signed for fifteen mil, uh, which is a paltry salary now, Steve. Fifteen million in in baseball, right? As opposed to waking up going, all right, this will just not do, boys. Okay, this is not not anywhere near fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous right it's now. Totally I mean, when you, when you think about, I think unions are important in sports, but somewhere along the way, this thing got out of control. I mean, we had Larry Robinson on the suspendables. What did he say his salary was in the early 70s? 17 grand or something? 11 yeah. grand? Yeah, it, it was like that, under 20 for sure. And he had to have a second job. That's 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 a time in sports when a union was important, the owners were really, really screwing the players over. But somewhere along the way, the pendulum has gone, or the uh, the needle on the meter has gone well past the mark of fair. I tried to get into the 
the nut, the nuts and bolts of this whole thing, reading about what exactly are the complaints here. You know, it's the standard thing. It's about money. The the players want things to be as competitive as possible, always getting the the highest bidder scenario, and and then owners want cost certainty. They, that, that's just the gist of it. But I don't know. I mean, Mike Trout has a twelve year contract worth four hundred thirty million dollars. Twelve years, four hundred thirty million dollars, and he's one of the most vocal guys throughout this whole thing. It's the most unrelatable thing in the world, and it's coming at, at a terrible time for Major League Baseball. Like attention spans are low, numbers are down. There's so much competition right now for the entertainment dollar. Uh, I, I think Major League Baseball is delusional for doing this. Right now, they're probably going to scrap the first month of the season because teams don't have to pay back any money on TV deals as long as they play 138 games. So April, attendance isn't great anyway. Um, you scrap April, you don't have to pay much back for the regional TV deals. So the players think the owners are just happy to play hardball until probably the start of May. Still don't understand it. Still still can't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Well, no, no. Oh, no. It's not just, with the players here. Yeah. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. They both got million. massive pieces of the pie and they're, they're quibbling over crumbs. My interest in baseball was already because of the whole shortened season and the pandemic and my attention span and so many other things on the go and Netflix. Like I used to, I wept a little bit when the Expos won or the Expos lost in 81 at Blue Monday. I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I watched 10 games last season. So if I'm in that boat and now you're going to go and throw another lockout on me at this point in time, I don't know if I'm the, I don't know if I'm the, uh, the standard baseball fan or or what, but I just feel like baseball fans are not going to embrace this whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the thing de jour. Um, when you when you hear this about baseball, um, that you know Arnold Palmer, I've always said, talked about no one's bigger than the game, and now we see Phil Mickelson, right, who's who's worth millions, okay, through the PGA. And should be kissing the ground, you know, that the, the PGA walks on. And he comes out and says, I'll tell you what, it's not fair, man. They're, they're, they're greedy. That, you know, that, that, might be, that might be something different if it was a guy in the hundredth place mm-hmm. on the money list. Okay, that he might come forward with, with a bunch of other guys who are 80th to 125 and say that. But, but Phil comes out and goes, this, this is unbelievable. They're making way too much money. Um, and you're making what, Philly, baby? And and that the game has allowed you to get endorsements and all that, you know? It's the same thing I look at this thing with baseball. Right. Uh, with that, we shall take our leave. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. You're about to hop on a bird and I head am. back to Edmonton. So we look forward to uh, hearing you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh, back in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.